Welcome, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. You're listening to I Couldn't Help But Podcast, an unofficial Sex and the City podcast, hosted by Joe Daniel Montalongo and Paige Clarno. What's up, Nebraska? How y'all doing today? Stop it. <laughs> you thought I wasn't gonna. Ugh, stop. All right. Welcome to episode three of I Couldn't Help But Podcast, where we're going to talk about sex in the city. Today's episode, anal sex. <laughs> not just anal sex, but... Lubricated season- anal sex. Yeah, because we're not crazy. <laughs> um, so this is season one, episode four, Valley of the 20-something Guys. We have decided to, since we tend to run on, um, just do one episode per episode of ours. So <laughs> One episode per episode. So that's all we're doing. So, <laughs> And that means you guys have us here for a lot longer. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. We're going to try and make it a little <laughs> bit shorter, actually. No, I meant like in terms of they get more episodes. <laughs> oh, true. You're us. welcome. You're so fucking welcome. <laughs> so um, before we actually start with the summary, relationship status, what's going on? <laughs> How are you doing, Joe? Uh, I mean, you know, like, every relationship has its up and down. As our famous Carrie said, men are like drugs. You get full of lows and highs. And let me tell you right now, I'm an absolute fucking high. I love it. Spoiler, Joe. (laughs) (laughs) Spoilers. My life is going great right now. Yep. And status update, still single. Yay. (laughs) Back to me. My boyfriend was super cute. Yesterday, I was too drunk. Like, I was dying. It was fantastic. He took care of me. He texted my sister. (laughs) He was like, hey, just letting you know, Joe's okay. Joe's cool. He's going to be fine. I'll text you in the morning, let you know what's going on. Because my sister's like a little worried mama for some reason. Cute. I'm like, I'm almost like 60 years old. Like, you don't have to worry. You're 12. (laughs) (laughs) And he like texted her the entire time. And he was like, he's fine. He's doing good. He's going to spend the night here at my house. He's He's really drunk right now. And I was like... You didn't have to do any of that because I was doing that the entire time. Like, I'm coherent enough to know that to be like, <laughs> yo, I'm fine. But, like, he did it. He went out of his way. And he's fantastic. Cute. Okay, we get it. You guys are happy and whatever. <laughs> so. Don't be a bitter bitch. Be a better bitch. Okay, well. <laughs> In the famous words of Krayshawn. <laughs> Anyways. Hi. So, welcome. We're going to get this episode started. Enough right. about me. Let's talk more about this episode about people like me. The Valley of 20-something Guys. So the summary is Carrie and Samantha hook up with two men in their 20s and weigh the pros and cons of dating younger men. So um, Carrie and Big keep bumping into each other everywhere they go. So they decide to make a date to bump into each other at a hot new restaurant. But they don't call it a date. They call it a thing. A date or a drink thing. They're going to go out on a drink thing. Would you go on a date with someone who's potentially stalking you? Um, no. New York is a really big city. Fair. The fact that they keep accidentally bumping into each other looks a bit suspicious. I mean, they might just hang in the same places, and you never know. She might be like, well, just to let you know, I'm hanging out at my coffee shop at 21st in Manhattan or whatever. And so they don't really happen to just be running into each other. She's just, like, emailing him the itinerary. This is where I'm going to be today between these times in case you accidentally surprise me. And then we can be like, oh my god, what are you doing here? Shut up! That's so wild! That's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) So um, we meet Charlotte's new boyfriend, Brian, who has the big three, 
Looks, manners, and money. Oh, damn. I thought you were going to say a big dick. That's the fourth. <laughs> <laughs> so I know we were talking about this because Charlotte's big three obviously very important. What are your big three? I think mine would almost have to be the same. I mean, I consider myself demisexual, which to those of you who don't know, it's getting to know the person and being sexually attracted to them afterwards rather than just being attracted to them physically. I mean, I'm attracted to people physically, so that's why I'm not exactly a demisexual, but I wouldn't just go out and fuck anybody. Like, I have to be attracted to who they are as a person. Um, but that being said, looks are always nice. <laughs> so <laughs> They definitely help, A+. plus. Yeah, so it would probably be the same three, I think. Why, why money? Um, money is... It's shitty, but it's, like, so important to if they don't have money at the very least they know how to deal with their money okay so it's not necessarily that it's like i'm only going to date you know guys who who have a lot of money but more so like that they know what they're doing with their money and they're not being a jackass about it right like i'm talking like good credit scores no debt not big style i'm just gonna go buy a vineyard or whatever um Paige doesn't want a vineyard but if anyone wants to buy me a vineyard (laughs) that'd be cool (laughs) so what are yours i put manners manners is the most important one for me only because i'm on this kick where like people should try to be good people you know like that's really important and especially manners are big to my family obviously like we can joke around we can mess around but if I want to bring someone around my family, if it gets that serious, they better be fucking well-mannered. Perfect. Because, like, if my family don't like you, then I don't fucks with you. I wish other people in my family would take that lesson. Oh. But. <laughs> Somebody just got called out. <laughs> she knows. Okay. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you screwed it up. That's over. <laughs> Anyways. Um. Looks, obviously, A+. (laughs) And then I want their nerd factor. I think nerd factor is really important. Yes, money matters more, like, being stable and everything. But, like, that's an important quality. But for me, I need to know that something makes them happy. I need to know that they are nerdy about something. I need to know that they have something that, like, they can list facts about. I Like, they run out of breath just telling you all about it. When something new comes up, they're, like squealed and delighted so there's something like not necessarily nerdy but like i would describe it as something that they're just passionate about yes that's what i need i need mm-hmm. i need that i need to know that they're passionate about things yeah something not necessarily something. like something you are but just something that they have that ability to have the passion yeah i think it's cute i think it's so exciting and when you can share in that passion you don't i don't you don't necessarily have to have the same passion as them but just the fact that they can be so excited about something and tell you all about it i think that's really important Fair. Yeah, I like that. So, um, Big Flakes Out um, doesn't doesn't use the, the D word in his message to her, which she has to call her house for her messages. Quaint. Ew. <laughs> but then she has to replay it for Miranda to see if it meant something more, which, oh my God, ladies, can we just stop? Like, it means what it means. Like, I don't, I really don't think... The guys are like, well, how do I put this exactly so that I can, like... Get her thinking. Yeah. yeah. Guys aren't trying to fucking Da Vinci code you. No. Guys are not thinking about it that much. So, yeah. Totally silly. Not happening. Um, and while they're at this restaurant opening, Carrie's describing her thing with Big as a drink thing. 
And Miranda invites Skipper along to the restaurant opening. And then everyone's like, oh my gosh, that's so cute. You guys are going on a date. She's like, oh, mine's also not a date. This is just a fuck thing. And that's the one time where I was like, fuck yeah, Miranda, get your shit. Right. Hell yeah. Yeah, like complete woman power. But she still will listen to a message to see what it means, which is like so high school. You never leave high school. Yeah, like you never graduate. It just follows you around and takes different forms. <laughs> it's just, just listen to this voicemail. Help me. Oh my God, what does he mean by this? Yeah. But anyway, so Samantha's fucking the chef um, of this restaurant. Whose name is John, J-O-N, no H, because H's are ill. Yeah, apparently. Um, so Samantha introduces him around and then introduces him to his 20-something friend, who's also named Sam, which, okay, lazy writing, guys, just name him, like, Derek or something. Like, what? what's wrong with you? You already had a character named Derek. Whatever, something else. <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally anything else. Dylan... <laughs> Dylan, Patrick, Alan, Bob, right. like, Fred, don't, don't, don't make me get out the baby book, okay? Like, just pick another name besides Sam. Chrysanthemum. Something. <laughs> Sam, who is played by a post-Scream 2 Timothy Oliphant, which is fantastic, because I was looking at him in here, and he's nasty. He's busted looking here. Mm-hmm. But then I saw him in Scream 2, and he could get it. He can. I think he can get it in this, too. He's just a little bit more... Like, his character is... He's a 20-something, and he's trying to be cool, but he comes off as smarmy. And maybe that's just because I saw him in Scream. But, like, I feel like he just he comes off as greasy a little bit. Ooh, I feel that. Not, not a fan. Yeah. Not a fan of the grease. I don't like Which, comes, we'll come back to that. Yeah. <laughs> because, also, gross. Yes. Because we'll he get is there. a gross individual. He knows the bartender because Obvi, all 20-year-olds know the bartender, apparently. <laughs> I don't know any bartenders, I, except for KJ. Oh, KJ Z-Bar, love you. <laughs> Represent. You're my favorite. <laughs> and then Carrie has a line that all 20-something-year-olds are AB. They're either bartenders, bouncers, bussers, and they definitely have cute butts. And I'm trying to figure out what kind of B I am. I'm, I'm just You're like just a- beautiful. I was going to say a bitch, but that's cuter. <laughs> You're beautiful. I have to go jump off this ledge. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're on a really high floor. Don't do it. <laughs> right. I'm trying to die. No dying. You're cute. <laughs> that doesn't start with B. You can't do that. But the only thing that Big is is a bummer because he shows up to explain how he waited in a 20-minute line and then he looked around for her for 30 minutes and now he has to go. And it's like, just leave. You know how New York works. You already left her message. Call her when you're in line. Hey, come let me in. Right? You have a cell phone. We've seen it. We've seen it. We've heard it. Get your shit together. Yeah, big. like seriously, get your crap together, big. You're you're garbage. Also, uh, um, because Skipper went to go get them alcohol, mm-hmm. and then he they're like, oh, he's not making martinis anymore. So I got you. I brought you guys rum and coke. To which Miranda's like, well, I hate rum and I hate coke. Thanks. But thanks. And I was like, oh, dude, a bitch. if that ain't me though, people go out of the way to be nice. I'm like, well, actually, I hate everything, but like. Which is why I'm always like, babe, what can I get you? You're the best in the whole world and you deliver. <laughs> but speaking of that, you have to know the bartender to get, one, a good drink, and two, to get your drink on time. There's a bar here in town, and I won't say what it is, but it's garbage. I was about to say this. <laughs> I'm the worst at this. I can't. I'm but it's insert name here. You're going to have to tell me after. We were it's, oh, you know, because I tell you all the time. And it's garbage. And every time I go there, I have to wait like 20 minutes to get a drink. I'm at the bar like... Hi. Hello. Okay, I'm not going to be too annoying because, like, I don't want them to ignore me on purpose. But also, like, 
I'm here. You're just washing down a glass. It does not take 20 minutes. And then I'll just have my friends come in who know the bartenders. And they'll be like, hey. And they'll serve them immediately. Yeah. It's garbage. I hate going there. It's also really dark. What is this? I hate it. Yeah. I'm, I feel like I cannot get a drink like anywhere. I don't know why. Like, I feel, I feel like I get, I get up to the bar and I'm just like too short to function. And like, they don't see me and I'm like, I don't want to be obnoxious either. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of freaking hate it. Like, I hate going to a bar when I'm not going with somebody tall <laughs> for legitimately, because I can be like, this is what I want. Go get it. The only exception is KJ and Z bar because he knows who I am. And I can be like, bitch, just make me something. And he will like, he'll like, I'll literally don't even have to tell him anything. Sometimes I'll be like, KJ, I really need a dirty martini. And he's like, no, you don't. And he gets me something else anyway. <laughs> <laughs> he's the best in the whole world. He's too funny. He's like, that's not what you need right now. He's hysterical. But anyway, so yeah. So he big shows up and he says he has to leave. Why bother? What's wrong with you? <laughs> um, so they decide to move to a new location because, you know, it's not cool enough being at your own party. At your Jeff. own grand opening for your restaurant, which is a restaurant that just serves drink. There was nobody eating. What the fuck is with New York and naming all their shit inappropriately? Yeah. This needs That's to a stop. bar. A place yeah. with drinks? It's a bar. It's a bar. Yeah. You are not at a club. You're at a loud bar. Yeah. What is wrong with New York? Please. New York, get your shit together. Please call in. I need to know. Please call in. <laughs> Page's number is 777. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, anyway, so they go to a new location where um, Carrie and Sam just start making out like teenagers. And it's kind of cute. It is kind of cute. They're enjoying themselves. They're having a little blasty blast. Carrie goes over the type of 20-something-year-old boys you have the jock boy. You have the... <clears throat> excuse me. You have the jock boy. You have, like, the career boy. And then you also have the underage boy who's just sneaking into the party. Right. But they look like they're having a fun time. They go respectively. Or they part ways. And then in the morning, they talk about all the fantastic sex that they had. Well, that Samantha had. They did it on the back. They did it on top. They did it from the side. We also learned that John with no H is into pegging. Apparently. I mean, it's highly insinuated. And Joe and I actually had a conversation about this. Like, I legitimately wasn't 100% aware of pegging until Deadpool. Like, and then once it was, and it was, like, spouted as this whole, like, kind of women's lib day kind of, like, thing, I thought it was hysterical. And I was like, yeah, I'd be down with that. And see, and I thought that was a smart joke because it wasn't just, like, Oh, she's pegging him. It was <laughs> Women's Liberation Day. Because there is kind of like a power dynamic with sex and then anal sex more specifically. Mm -hmm. And then the fact that, one, it was a female who was penetrating a male. Mm -hmm. Two, that the male would be like, you know what? This may be not my thing, but I'm going to go ahead and try it for you. Uh, man, dude, Ryan Reynolds... Well, Good shit. Keep it up. Right? Deadpool 2, when are you coming? <laughs> you are great. Also, that is my gripe because, like, in Deadpool, his sexuality is very fluid. Yes. And, and they don't make it as much in the movie as they should. Right. He's very, like, heterosexual. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, um, comic Deadpool would totally be into pegging. Mm -hmm. And in the movie, like, he was just like, you know what? I'm not feeling it. Yeah. But I think comic Deadpool and also Ryan Reynolds, they they would let you put it in their butt. Yeah. Respect. 100%. <laughs> Blake Lively, get it. 
So, yeah, so the morning after, Sam is just, like, all sorts of excited about all the sex that she had. And, like, go her for being so proud. I love it. And she is so glamorous. She's laying down on her beautiful, like, bed sheets. She's dressed in this, like, fluffy one or a nightgown. And she's on her, like, 1800-style old telephone. (laughs) Just, like, twirling her hair, laying down, feet in the air, just talking to Carrie, who's just, like, rolling out of bed trying to smoke a cigarette. Right. It was just so awesome how, like, proud and, like, excited that she was. Because, literally, I want to do that every single time that I have good sex. I want to kick them out. And I immediately want to call the closest person that I know closest three people let's be real and just be like oh my god you guys these are the positions this is what happened it was so hot oh my god like it's total humble bragging but god it's so oh my god, nice it feels so do. good i love doing it and i have my group i have my squad kinley nicole siobhan shout out to y'all for putting up with all my nonsense but literally every time i've hooked up with someone and it was really good because like bad no sometimes when it's bad sex too sometimes i just want to tell them everything I, they like they know all about me, and I love the fact that I have like a friend, a friend, a group of friends who I can just be like, listen, let me tell you how it went, and they like they'll share some stuff too, and it is so cool. And I also have my best friend McKenna; she knows more than she wants to, probably, <laughs> dude. That I love her. You're a trooper, her. McKenna. Love she you. She's a trooper because <laughs> she knows things about me that like obviously like your best friend knows everything about you, but she knows like everything about it i love it she's gotta she's gotta come and be on the podcast i miss her oh my god she would never <laughs> McKenna, it. come on come on you can do it but, but yeah so sam samantha's talking about the great sex she was having and then she asked carrie how her sex went with sam we have to refer to them as samantha and sam in this episode yeah just we it's do weird yeah so samantha asked carrie how her sex went with sam and carrie's like actually we didn't have sex we made out for five hours mm-hmm. and samantha's like what it's kind of a letdown and she's like no because like i kind of miss it like it being the main event and i completely and totally agree i think that kissing is so amazing and i kind of wish that we lived in a world where making out lasted a little bit longer as far as the relationship went You know, like there's the first date and then there's the second date and, you know, maybe there's like a kiss after the second date if you're really feeling it. And then like the third date, you just like full on like make out for the next three weeks. Like (laughs) I just like I love kissing so, so much. It's so nice. And like I don't feel like I feel like it's the it's never the main event once you've had sex. Once you've had sex, it's on the back burner and it's just like a precursor to getting sex. Yeah, I mean, Paige, we're actually talking about it because we were both really, really excited. The fact that we both got to talk about how great making out was. I'm in a relationship now and we've moved past like the making out as the main event stages. But we've had times where we're just like, you know what? We haven't just made out in a while. And it feels good. And then when we get back to it, like, I love the fact that it doesn't have to lead anywhere. It's still a really nice, important part and then, oh man, the trophy at the end when you just have swollen lips and you just like keep touching them, like, oh, dude, they're so tender. Oh. One of the best things in the entire I world. Li- yeah, you went like the next day where you can't stop touching them because they like feel swollen, like just swollen enough that you know and not anybody else. Because if you, everyone else knows, then you've got a, you've got a <laughs> bigger problem. But yeah, I would like legit pull out my like aloe vera like after sun. <laughs> after making out with somebody and like put it like under my nose and on my chin like I was that raw about it and it was 
It was awesome. That's amazing. And every time you think about it, you can't help but smile. Like, me and Paige are grinning so hard right now. <laughs> yeah, we totally are. And that's, honestly, that's one of my one of my favorite text messages that I legitimately have kept is that is from somebody that says, I had a really great time last night. You're a good kisser. Ah! And I was just like, oh, my God. Also, being told you're a good kisser is so fantastic. Because, like, like, that's obviously a worry that I always have. Because, like, right now it's just me and my partner, and, like, we kiss. And, like, I think he's a good kisser. He tells me I'm a good kisser, but I'm also just like, okay, but, like... It's nice to hear it from multiple people. It, it's As nice. slutty as that sounds. And, like, <laughs> there there was a moment in time, not going to say when, <laughs> when I went out with a couple of friends, <laughs> and I made out with several of them, like, on the dance floor. Mm-hmm. And Actually, we just had, like, a making out party on the dance floor. And then there are people who are like, you're actually a really good kisser. And I was like, thank you so much. God bless. Aww. Also, funny story about that. We were all making out. And then this woman just approaches us. <laughs> and then she's just like, wait, you guys are making out? I want to make out too. And so all of us are like, cool. And so we all just take turns making out with her. She's like, man, this is so cool. Having a kid is so rough. And this is like my one night off and blah, blah, blah. So we're like, you're a mother. <laughs> we just made out with a mother. That's weird. It was so cool, though, because then her and one of my friends stepped out, and we're like, okay, we'll get to them later. And my friend and her were just, like, legit making out outside. And it was two <laughs> girls, and I was like, yes, A+. Plus. I wish that I had that kind of relationship with my friends where we could just make out. Do you want to make out? Maybe later. <gasps> Join us live when me and Paige just make out into a microphone for 50 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're better than that. We've been told. <laughs> <laughs> Love, it. Love it. Back to your regularly scheduled podcast. Right. So anyway, making out so fun. So um, then they do the whole like lousy first season interviewing dudes thing um, <laughs> where they say that they like the 20 year olds date the women in their 30s because they're so grateful and they have wine knowledge and they remind me of my mom. Ew. I'm not trying to make out with my mom. I'm not trying to even like spend Thanksgiving with my mom. <laughs> Like, I mean, Jesus Christ, no. I don't want anyone, if someone reminded me of my mother, I would be like, bye forever. And good, so long, farewell. My mom's really nice, but also, Your mom I, don't, is really I, nice. I don't need you I to would, remind me of, I have my mom for a reason. I would spend Thanksgiving with your mom. Dude, my mom's lit. She's, She's so much fun. We were at Thanksgiving and she legit was like, who wants more food? Who wants this? And then we played Mexican bingo and she was killing it. She was talking yes. so much shit. I love her. I love her. I love her. She still needs to do my dress. <laughs> take it. I know. I need to take it. It's not her um, fault. It's mine. And then in the docu- like documentary style interview portion, they're interviewing all these guys, listing their names, their ages, and their professions. And all of these are 20-year-olds, obviously. But all these 20-year-olds are old as fuck. And I'm really mad because they hire 20-something-year-olds to play high schoolers. Mm-hmm. Like, Corey Monteith was 27 playing a sophomore in high school in Glee. Yeah. And now we're actually, like, dealing with 20-year-olds. Just cast the same fucking people that you do in the high school things. And they cast 30-year-olds. Yeah. Why? But it's wrong with What is wrong? Yeah, they looked way old. Like, it was, no. They it were was, busted. And people in New York, I'm sure they age gracefully. But God damn. Yeah, no. So, yeah, so they go through that whole shtick, um, and then Miranda and Carrie are walking to some undetermined location. <laughs> They're just walking, you know. Um, and Carrie ditches her and says that she has to meet her editor, but really, she canceled her editor's appointment to make out in a dressing room with Sam at Banana Republic. Which is hilarious, because, like, I don't go to Banana Republic, nothing against it, that's just not my style. But one of the people, one of the associates who works at Banana Republic catches them in the dressing room, he's like, please... Don't do this. 
This is not the Gap. <laughs> Which is owned by the same company as Banana Republic. Love it. <laughs> so there was laughter. Ha, 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 ha. I laughed so freaking hard. <laughs> um, so then Carrie has a thing, another thing that she's getting ready for with Big. And I just, maybe I'm, maybe like I'm just a serial monogamous type of person. But I feel like weird about going out on a date with somebody when I have even made out with somebody else. Mm. Which is, like, I know that that's dumb. That's not dumb. But it's, like, I, I feel weird about it. Right. Like, I had a, a situation where, like, things were just starting for me and this last dude, and I had another date, like, already lined up before it got semi-ish serious. And I felt really wrong about going. Like, really, really wrong about it. And... Like, I, I knew that I shouldn't, but it was just weird. But she has no problem with it, clearly. She's just like, whatever, getting ready for my thing. And she gets a call from Charlotte, who is panicked. Why is she panicked, Paige? She is so panicked that, that Carrie has to get into a cab and pick her up. <gasps> because her new boy, boyfriend, who's perfect. He's got looks, manners, money. His name starts with a B. And his name starts with a B. He wants to have dun 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 anal, anal sex. sex. Oh Yay. my gosh, we got it here. We 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 got here. Yeah, this is it. Like third episode in, and we're already talking about anal sex. It's got fourth episode. Oh, our third episode. My bad. Our third episode. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. So rough. So I okay. So obviously, anal sex is a big thing. I. Mm. <laughs> I cannot get over your computer zinging in the title. <laughs> I'm so it sorry. is so beautiful. Um, I, I obviously anal sex is a big thing. I didn't know it was a giant thing that you had to like gather your homegirls around and be like, "Listen, what's the sitch? Do I do it? Do I not do it?" So yeah. So my my actual like experience with it, I have never had anyone like Upper West Side politely asked me. The way that Charlotte's tomorrow did. after dinner, can we have anal sex? Yeah, no one has ever asked me that. Hey, Paige. They, after we're done with the podcast, do you want to have anal sex? I don't, <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. I feel like one that's totally an exit only, and I'm not comfortable <laughs> with that. And two, the only two times that I have had experience with it have been both times. Where the guys just decided to stick a finger in to see what happens. <laughs> and each time I've really tried my best to hang with it as much as I could, but like literally probably seconds later, I'm like, nope, 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 we're no, done. no, no, get your finger out of there, wash your hands, get the hell out of my apartment. <laughs> and like, it, it, you can't just like spring that up on someone, which is like, cause I'm used to this where they're just like in advance, yo, can we prepare for anal sex because like you got to prepare you have you got to make sure you're clean down there you got to make sure that you got to like watch what you're eating that day because you do not want an accident to happen Mm -hmm. you gotta make sure you're clean probably buy an enema get it you're like clean that shit out and then you also have to like prepare you have to stretch you have to make sure that someone's just not gonna like tear you in half yeah because like (laughs) your butthole can stretch yes but also, you have to, like, warm it up first. You have to work from small to big. Like, mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of things, penises are not big. Like, 
I'd rather have a penis than a fucking arm sure. going to your butt or like a whole neck. <laughs> but also like your butthole is really, 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 really small. Yeah. Well, and, and I mean, it's meant to be pushing out something that is fairly soft. That's how those muscles work. They're meant to push out and then yeah. just close right up, right after. Yeah, exactly. They're not meant to take a girthy penis and just keep that shit in there. And not only that, but going in and out. Yeah, no. That is the worst sensation because you're like, I'm pooping. Yeah. I am pooping. Yeah, I'm pooping out this penis. I am pooping out this penis over and over again. And, uh, like, once you get used to it, you're comfortable with it, and you're like, okay, like, then you can get past that and get to, like, the pleasurable part of that. Mm -hmm. But before then, you're just like, dude, no, not. just, just no. And I've been in situations where, like, we prepared for anal sex, and we're just like, okay, like, today, we're gonna do it today, and then we're, like, doing it, and we're like, you know what, we're not feeling it. Yeah. Not feeling it. We don't have to continue. No, this is not a thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's not okay. And the girls talk about it as more than that though. They they talk about it like like it means a lot more to women than it does to men. To me, it's just something that you do or don't do. Mm-hmm. But for them, there's a potential for a, a a loss of respect from the partner, from a loss of power. Like, it's, it gets more intense than I ever thought that it would. Definitely, and I agree. And I never thought about it as that, like, power play or power dynamic. Even Miranda's like, um, if he goes up your butt, does he respect you more? Does he respect you less? What does that mean? And then Charlotte, later on in the episode, kind of has a breakdown. She's like, girls who, like, go up the butt aren't the girls you marry. And I want to get married. I want to do this. And I don't want to be known as Mrs. Up the Butt. Yeah. And then everyone has, like, their different opinions about it. Obviously, Samantha's just like, it's fine. Like, it's cool. It feels good. You're making him feel good. It's right. not a problem. Yeah, a hole's a hole. Right. And then Charlotte's like, well, I, I don't want to be considered a hole. Yeah, which is pretty powerful mm-hmm. to say. And it, it makes a lot of sense. You don't want to be a hole, especially not when you're in... A relationship like that you know especially a relationship like that where and they like that person has the qualities that you most like in a person mm-hmm. and that's where the pressure comes from too because you're also just like well now that i found this person that i really really like and has like checks off my list mm-hmm. do i not do this and have the potential for losing him which also like if you're dating someone and they mm-hmm. are gonna they're they don't want to continue dating you because you won't do anal Break up with them. Yeah, just break up with them. Do whatever text message. Like, let them yeah. know that they're not important because that's fucking garbage. Yeah, it's crap. So, anyway, Carrie's getting ready for the thing with Big. Um, and so she she gets dropped off from the anal talk <laughs> <laughs> thing. And um, so Big's friend Jack crashes their date because he's get, going through a divorce and he's just balls out awful about everything so carrie cops a major tood (laughs) throws down her um cab money and says whatever like you have a guy's night call me like she's a total bitch about it like i would never call her personally i'd be like whatever you were a shithead about it like my friend was in need and you should see that as me being a supportive friend rather than you having a broken date especially when the last time he spent all of his time trying to find you. Like, I mean, granted, it was kind of he was kind of a dick, too, so I guess you guys are perfect for each other. <laughs> but it was, yeah, kind of crappy. She's kind of cranky about it. So she says, I walked 48 blocks in $400 shoes. 
To which I immediately said, I would never buy $400 shoes. And Joe said... I would never walk that far. <laughs> I don't give a fuck how I'm feeling. I am yeah. not trying to walk 48, 48 New York blocks. Like 48 blocks in New York, I think is small. I think they're smaller. There is a whole movie called 16 Blocks with Bruce Willis and Mos Def saying that it's going to take a fucking while to transfer Mos Def 16 blocks. Okay. Like, well, that's the entire premise. That they're fucking huge and they have a lot to go through. Literally, the only way that I know about blocks in New York City is from the movie Annie, where they have to walk, like, 116 blocks or whatever, and they seem to do it in, like, an hour, so. That's the power of song. <laughs> that is the power I've of song. I've never seen Annie. Oh, my God. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> People from New York, let us know. Are your blocks big? Or your block small. Yes. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so she walks the 48 blocks to some random bar where she just happens to run into Sam. Because of course she does. Right. Because, you know, Manhattan's a small, tiny little island and everybody runs into everybody. So she makes out with him and it's not doing it for her at this time. It's he, he is a drug and she needs more of it. She's built up a tolerance to making out, which... Ugh. <laughs> so um sam takes her back to his place and they fuck and she makes this big deal out of, of how as soon as they were done fucking he spooned her and i had to ask the question why is it so important that like she was on this great big high of having an orgasm and then it became even bigger once he spooned her did she expect not to be spooned did she expect to be like kicked out um, so as soon as I said that, we actually brought up a, a Twitter poll. So what is the, the current, um, poll? The current poll is, so we had three options. The first time you have sex with someone, do you always spoon after? Yes, of course. Nah, or sometimes. And sometimes is in the lead with 75%. And I totally, I do get that because there are certain times when you're not having like emotional, fantastic like i'm in a relationship with you sex sometimes you're just fucking people yeah sometimes it's just hookup sex right and that's like totally okay like i don't want to share this story but just making me you don't have to if you don't want to there is there was a point where i was having sex with somebody and he asked me if i had come and i'm like yeah like three times ago like i'm good what's wrong with you and and he was like oh i came already but i thought that like you still wanted to keep going and i'm like what's wrong with you get the hell off me (laughs) (laughs) like like, seriously if you're done get off (laughs) don't keep it going i'm done we've achieved our goal yeah yeah, you're fine we're fine let's go so yeah that's so i get it like that that like spooning sometimes is important but like in that particular instance it seems like they were making out and they were really liking each other and so i don't see what the problem was with her getting spooned. I think she wasn't expecting it because they were talking about how 20-something-year-old guys are, like, so unfocused. They're so scattered that she just, I guess, she was she was considering it that he thought it was a hookup. And she was like, oh, he thinks it's a hookup, so it's a hookup. But then Fair. he's just like, no, I like you. Like, I want to cuddle you. And she's like, oh, that was not expected. Mm-hmm. That's not where I thought this night was going. So I think that's kind of where she was more shocked. Fair. Fair. I could see that. So she wakes up the next morning and realizes that she is in a 20-something apartment, which is garbage, apparently. Oh, dude. Like, I'm a 20-something-year-old. And, like, sometimes I leave my clothes on the floor. That's how messy my house gets. This was filthy. (laughs) Disgusting. 
you thought Sam looked greasy. Now we know why. Yeah. There's just shit everywhere. I'm not surprised if it's literal actual feces just everywhere. He's using toilet paper as a coffee filter. He like his roommate looks grungy and awful. There's just shit cluttered everywhere. She and like Carrie's actually so disgusted by his apartment. She goes to like pee in the morning and she won't even sit down on the toilet because she's like no, I'm not I'm not putting this. Yeah. Not I'm not touching this with my body. Which is super gross. Um, yeah, so she pretty much gets out of there ASAP, never to hear from Sam again. Good. Don't fuck people with nasty homes. Yeah, just don't do it. If they don't clean up after themselves, imagine how they keep their genitalia. Mm-hmm. So she immediately goes shoe shopping for garbage shoes. Yeah, they had, they're, like, blue with, like, like flowers. Flo- on the, flowers. Oh, yeah, no. Gross. It, even Betsy Johnson wouldn't deal with that shit. She would not. She would look at that and be like, no, that's, that's, no, that's not okay. <laughs> So she, of course, after shoe shopping, runs across Jack and Big, who is doing a crossword puzzle, mm. which she talks about how 40s men are like crossword puzzles at the beginning. So actual nice writing choice, Darren. Good job. <laughs> I don't think someone was written by Darren. Well, whoever wrote it, good you job. You did a better job than Darren. Good job. <laughs> um, and Darren hates us. <laughs> Darren's like, you know what? Get them off the air right now. You're like, um, actually, this I did not give an okay to this. <laughs> Delete it, shut it down. Lawsuit. Yeah, we're yeah, we're getting a, a lawsuit thrown up. So we're gonna start a GoFundMe. <laughs> <laughs> you can find For- us on our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. But yeah, so she gives him the answer to the crossword puzzle and is all smug and walks away and talks about how all men are are like a drug. You know, they just utter highs and. And the lowest of lows, which I can absolutely agree with and understand. Like when we were like how we were talking about making out and how like you're just you're making out with somebody and you know that they like you because they're making out with you. They're touching their lips to yours. And it's just the ultimate high. Like when I got that text message, it like legitimately I couldn't stop smiling like an idiot for hours, like literally hours. It felt so good to know that somebody appreciated me liked me and it's just like it it is the highest high you know I remember writing at the time that this was how life was supposed to be lived that it was just the most amazing feeling ever and then of course when it ends or when they seem to be cold or they seem to be distant. You've put so much emotion into that that it's devastating, and it's and it really. I. The problem is that I've never really done drugs, but if I did drugs, I would assume that it felt like this. Hey, Paige. After the podcast, do you want to do drugs? <laughs> no. <laughs> um. But I do want to absolutely wrap this up and we will probably talk about this next time on the podcast sex with with friends sex with friends let's approach it in the next podcast episode Mm -hmm. but just we want to hear from you how do you feel about having sex with friends do you recommend it do you not recommend it does it make things better does it strengthen your relationships or does it mess everything up does it make things weird does it complicate things we want to know go ahead and let us know on our twitter we swear on chanel or go ahead and send us an email. I couldn't help but podcast at gmail.com. 
We're also taking questions. We're here to give you dating advice. Actually, not dating advice. Dating opinions. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sex opinions. Whether you should do anal. Whether you should wear a condom. Just kidding. Always Always wear wear a a condom. condom. Alrighty? Perfect. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Bye.